You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. I am Mike Casaza. Realizing, as I said that, Chris Anderson, I got the identity of our podcast wrong. We are a CBS sports podcast. Um, I don't want to spend any more time on this because we're going to try to abbreviate our podcast today as part of a theme. College football think tank locked in a room in Indianapolis as we trying to find ways to make the game shorter. This is the rave now. Um, you know, it's funny, Twitter used to be micro-blogging, where you crammed in all the stuff you were doing and thinking into 140 characters, and all of a sudden that wasn't enough. You had to make it 280 characters. Baseball, long thought to be this beautiful thing that didn't operate in the clock. Well, now they're trying to condense it with the pitch clock and all that. That's apparently working. Well, college football, I don't know if it's broken. In fact, it's so not broken that they're actually adding games, but they're trying to shorten these things, which I don't necessarily disagree with. And they're calling it player safety initiative, which is kind of funny because they're adding games with the playoff, whatever. Fewer plays, even if more games, fewer times you're subjected to injury. There's some good ideas and some bad ideas out on the table right now. Holistically, though, what do you think of the idea of shortening games or making them more rapid? First, I'd like to ask, how do I get the job where it takes, and I'm quoting, um, what is this, Ross? Yeah, from over at Sports Illustrated, a quote, years long effort. Where where do I sign up for that job where I get paid to sit here and talk about how to shave off two minutes of viewing time of a college football game? Yeah. And it takes me years to come to that answer. Those bull reps who wear those bright sports jackets think that's a cush job. Like, you know how we always think about this coach can't manage a clock. Just get a 12 year old who's played a lot of Madden to manage the clock, call timeouts, things like that. I really feel like you can get people who watch a lot of television that aren't necessarily involved in college athletics who could figure this thing out. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for it, like shortening it. I get it, it but it's, it's weird because I think part of what I want to shorten are the extremes. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it's one of these things where I need to change every single game, but I just... Because there are some where you're just sitting here going, oh, my God, it's it's four o'clock. Like, you know, this game started at noon. It's four o'clock and this game is still not over. This is intense. Um, what is it? Average was three hours and 21 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so and then you got some that are going over four hours. I don't know. Like if you're trying to cut me from 320 to 316, I don't really care about that. But those ones that go four plus hours are really those are painful, and I get that some of the changes they made with the overtime where they switched so that it was just single plays there from the two-yard line, but 
I don't know. This this seems like some guys who got paid for 10 years to talk and figure something out. And they're like, oh, we need to come up with some answers here. Let me ask you this. The baseball time right now, and this is spring training, I understand. Um, it's going to be different when the regular season starts, I believe. I'm not sure how how judicious they'll be when it comes in there um, to regular season games. But we're talking like 20 minutes off. So if you could get to 321 to 301, is it worth it? Probably, that's, right? That's significant, yeah. Okay. Because baseball games aren't short either. And that can be really tedious too. Um, this is, this is again, it's about player safety. But, man, it's just I, – I just wonder about shortening it because they're so long. And that's maybe a problem they don't want to admit. Because I think if you admit the problem, people are not complaining about offense and scores – people are complaining about how many commercial breaks there are. And if you start taking away commercial breaks, Chris, you start taking money out of someone's pocket and they're not going to be happy about that. And so many of these TV deals um, baked into them is, is basically inventory spots for commercials, which is where the networks make their money and they can in turn pay the conferences and then the teams make money and everybody's fine with that. But can you do something with the broadcast you think? And it's not a rule. It's maybe a recommendation for people who just watch a lot of TV to condense a little bit. Maybe the rule changes make a dent, too. There's some that are certainly going to be important and maybe even impactful. But without completely restructuring the game, what can they do with the broadcast? What are the broadcast rules we could change here? Because I can think of a few off the top of my head. I'm sure you can, too. Yeah, I mean, I think we've already started to see it with some other sports. Like, I know they do it in soccer where... You know, it's a continuous clock, so they just basically have the advertisements going on around the screen. Um, I know they used to, and I haven't haven't been watching my NASCAR as much lately. But uh, they would have the race almost like a split screen, like a commercial on the right, and the audio would, would switch over to the commercial feed, and but you would still have the game or the race going on on the left hand side of the screen. Um, that's one way to kind of cut down on things. You, you don't have to take as many quote, media timeouts to to kind of do all that stuff. When you're watching a game, your eye is on the field or the court, correct? Or the racetrack, right? Correct. If you've watched soccer matches in particular, you've noticed that on the goal lines on either end of the field, they have these like folded signs, almost like, like seating cards at a table. And you're like, well, the ball hit that and nothing happened. That's because they're superimposed. And you'll see this in ice hockey too now. I call it ice hockey. Some people just call it hockey. But you'll see that too in hockey where there is an ad superimposed in the field. If you're watching the game, you're watching the field, you're also watching the people on the field. I really wonder if there's a way to supplement commercial inventory. You know, 90-second breaks, three-minute breaks, whatever. By putting the ads on the field because you could see a 30-second ad for Coke, for Reese's, whatever. Or you could be staring at a Coca-Cola label or a Reese's label um, on the field superimposed, on the sideline superimposed, or heaven forbid on someone's jersey too. And then by the way, you got to get the players of the school a cut of that. But I wonder if there's a way to, you just take it out of one pocket and you put it in the other. It's not the same, but it's not inherently different either. Is there a way that that could actually work? Of course. But then, uh, like you said, they're going to have to split it with everybody. You can't, I, you're going to have a hard time saying, hey, we're going to put stuff all over your jersey, for instance, and then keeping it to yourself if you're the conference or the TV or whoever. Um, so it's going to have to get split and it's going to have to get, the school is going to have to get some, the conference is going to have to keep a little bit. Players are going to have to get a little bit and TV is going to be wanting some. So there's going to be some things to work out for sure. But I mean, it's obvious. 
doable since that's what they do in essentially every soccer league in the world. It's what they're starting to do in the NBA. Basically, every team has a a sponsor that gets a little, you know, they only have one small decal, I think, for every NBA team, but each team has their own sponsor that pays for it for the year. So it is doable, but it'll take a couple hurdles, especially with everything going on with NIL and stuff. Last broadcast one, and we can get on the actual rules here too. Do we have to have every replay covered live? Can we do that picture in picture? Because rarely does the play-by-play or commentary person have a grasp or turn out to be correct. Yeah, you can bring in Mike Pereira. You can bring in Gene's territory, whatever. That helps. That's a snippet. That's 10 seconds of here. What? Here's what I think is going to happen. Let's go to commercial. Let's go picture in picture if you really want to see the replays and everything. But there are so many of these a game, and that's a chance just to duck out and get some of the business done that you don't have to stick in at the end of a game or at the end of a quarter or in between series either. With you 100%. I think you know some of the the data that I saw in the story I read again from from Ross over at Sports Illustrated was, you know, NFL is faster games, and some of that's going to do to plays, which we'll talk about in a minute, but also um, replays. Like they've started switching over to um, somebody in the booth, you know, quickly making decisions on instant replay things instead of having the guys on the field come over, put a headset on look under the hood, stare at the camera, write some things down, talk to some other people, think about it some more. And like you said, even if they were to keep that part of it, put a commercial up over there. I, I really don't care to hear, you know, the two, the color guy and the analyst go back and forth, the play-by-play guy go back and forth on, you know, their same thoughts about this play. All right, solve that one. Let's get into the rules. West Virginia contributed to the average time there uh you said 321 they were on that number once under twice over of course nine times they had six games that were at least three and a half hours long one was 406 the low was 315 um pit being the high iowa state being the low probably not a surprise there um pit game nationally televised thursday night game iowa state game pretty much over by the middle of the fourth quarter so um some stuff you can't do anything about maybe don't get blown out you know or maybe do get blown out. You don't want that. But like, if you're in blowouts, that's going to actually run the clock. And uh, if you're in made-for-TV games, yeah, you're going to have a lot of commercials. Nothing you can do about that. So maybe ignore those numbers a little bit. But West Virginia, certainly, if you followed them, they're part of this trend for sure. Um, take me through some of the ideas here that are proposed. There's four, and there's three that have some traction and probably a good chance of passing too. Uh, the first two seem pretty, uh, like, fully support because they seem silly. And I don't, but I also don't know how much of a difference they're going to make. That was, you know, no more icing kickers. You can't call consecutive timeouts. Um, okay, sure. Um, that happens what? It's not happening every game, but only save a little bit of time. Because usually when you call that first timeout and then you call the second timeout, they're not then making it a full timeout. It's usually a shorter one. Um, and the other one was no longer extending uh, the play or extending a quarter when there is a defensive penalty at the end of the first or third quarter. Like how many times does that happen? Like for a team in a season, like mm-hmm. not very often. So, okay, sure. Good. Like who, who cares? Go ahead and prove that. Cause that's not going to make a big difference. I have no problem with either one of those. And that's um, one I'm surprised doesn't already happen. Like, do we really need the end time down? Um, and then the first one, yeah, that's okay. Why not? I'm okay with those two. Yeah. And, and for, for those listening first, it, it's key to say first and third quarter on the untimed down. Because, of course, you know, it just kind of rolls over. You switch sides and you can go second and fourth. 
continue with the ball. But at the end of halftime and the end of the game, you would still get the untimed down if there were a defensive penalty. Okay. And what about other clock stoppages at the end of plays here? Because it's a good idea and I think a bad idea. So the third one was the clock will continue to run after an offense gains a first down, except inside of two minutes and a half. Now that's, I mean, the NFL does no stoppage for any play, any first down, no matter the time. Um, college obviously does every first down. Now they're kind of switching to debt. No first downs except inside of two minutes. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I don't mind. And again, like I could be okay with stopping it and then winding it once they get the chains marked and everything. That'd be okay. Like NFL teams, one, they're, they're better conditioned athletes typically. Also, they're way more organized because they practice much more. You might need some of that time for college teams to get from spot to spot and then be organized. But yeah, I would be, I'd be much more um, welcoming the stoppages in those dramatic moments at the end of a half too. So uh, I would maybe tinker with that a little bit. I don't have a problem with that one. The other one, oh, actually, I'm assuming you agree here. Maybe you disagree, but that that seems like okay, right? Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, I don't really care one way or the other on yeah, that one. Minimal. Um, this one, though, that's left. I think people have a big issue with this one. The clock will continue to run even after an incomplete pass once the ball is spotted for play. So it, it will stop when the ball, you know, bounces off the turf for an incomplete, but the clock will restart once the ball, you know, the umpire grabs the ball and sets it down back at the line of scrimmage. I'm trying to think of the right word here. Um, dumb? Your thoughts? I don't love it. I, I Again, you know, honestly, out of the four, this is the one that's probably going to have the biggest effect right, right, because right. there are, what, what would you say? I, I, and I, we could probably look this up here, but colleges complete 60 to 65% of their passes, like for all of college football, 65%. Yeah, and you're probably so, having 60 to 65 passes a game too. Yeah. So if you, 35% of the time, the clock is stopping entirely and to, for, for a full what 40 seconds mm-hmm. so yeah this this could be something that actually has a significant impact on the length of the game and the number of plays run i don't love it but i'm trying to decide if that's because it's just one of those things like oh, this is the way it's been and i kind of like the way it's been but it it's the most effective but the one i like the least which makes me wonder like if we've got a really good rule that's going to make an impact but it's going to severely affect the way the game is played 
and you're only doing it to shorten the game in other areas, you probably got to go to other areas and start short the game, which is what we're talking about, you know, um, commercials, maybe the length between quarters. I'm not really a fan of lengthening or shortening halftime, certainly not lengthening it, but halftime is, I think you got to go to some of these places and see how hard it is for a team to get to the away locker room. You know, the home ones are always pretty close. The away ones are tough and you got to, you know, get in there, talk, do some things, get out. Um, I don't really like shortening that. That's a tough one too, but rules, that seems like the way to go. Can you think of any other rules that might make an impact like one, two, or three that we discussed, or maybe something as big as number four? I have a hard time. I think these three pretty much circle the wagons. Yeah, the first three, those are quick, easy, and I don't think, or at least the first two, quick, easy, like just instant approval on my end. I don't, uh, but those are going to have the least amount of impact on the game. That third one, okay, sure, that sounds fine. Um, as far as limiting the game I think the biggest way you can go is with replay switch it to a third party have it done in the booth get it done quickly over with done I love what the NFL did I, I know they did it this past year maybe it was two years ago they first started doing it where they have somebody in New York and I, I get it that you know the NFL it's like 16 games a weekend mm. and maybe like seven at a time. So it's not as overwhelming for a couple people in a booth to be watching. Um, but they just have somebody in New York will literally just be like buzz. Nope. That was a, that was a ton of turnover switch that. Nope. That was incomplete switch that. And that's it. And that should be how replay works. Given what you can see, it doesn't need all this other stuff. If you're talking about the actual time involved in the game from start to finish, that's one area um i believe i believe and and coaches are going to hate this hate this and players might too but i believe college half times are longer than nfl mm-hmm. half times um that would be another area i'd look at like at least shave off like 5 minutes okay. again i i know coaches will hate that idea but there there's some there's some downtime there there's some small things too, like when you kick off, time does not come off the clock until the person like catches the ball. Um, same on an extra point, it doesn't come off the clock; it's a dead play. That would, I mean, if you're going to have, I don't know, six, seven touchdowns a game, you're talking, I don't know, thirty seconds a game that might come off. Is that a big deal? No. How many kickoffs? You know, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a big deal, but there's a ways to cut into it. It's hard. I feel like they are kind of like scraping the barrel on this. And like I said, I think they got some good ones here, but. There, there are there aren't many ways to shake this and get it to look a little bit different than what it is without making major changes. Um, one that I've always thought of: um, Do we need six timeouts? And then, can we do like basketball? Go to five, and then you get three in the second half. I think it's how it goes, right? No, no, they get four, right? Yeah, I, I would go five, maybe. But then you're three in the second half, so you don't get to carry four. You get to use two in the first half. But, like, if you have two, if you have one left, you're going to three anyways. The second half is more important. I understand that. So, yeah, give them three. But do we need it? And then if you don't call it, that's fine. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you can incentivize us. Oh, you get five extra yards in your first play. I don't know. But, like, that's six stoppages sometimes in a half. And sometimes it's just bang, bang, bang. It's not back-to-back ice kicker timeouts. But sometimes it's three on a drive. And... That can be kind of tedious sometimes too. I just I wonder if coaches would be for that. You're going to get three in the second half. You're not going to get three in the game. And by the way, if you want to use four in the first half, you're fine. 
but now you're only going to have one in the second half. So you can you can you can be malleable there too. If you got to use all five in the first half, okay, you got none in the second half. But if you use one or two, yeah, you got three in the second half. I think that's that's something I would try to present to the room and see what they'd say. They might laugh me out of there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna certainly grab the gavel and see if I can get their attention. Well, I got I got two thoughts on this. First, shame on you for not preparing me for a timeout conversation so I could prepare jokes. No. I, I had so much here <laughs> and I got nothing now. People would be very call, mad if we joke about timeouts. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call timeout so I can make a joke about timeout. Um what about speaking of basketball, full and 30 second timeouts? Like you only get one full one that's two minutes or what you know, that takes you to a commercial break, for instance. And others like we when you're about to have a delay a game. And you call a timeout. You're like, all right, I just need that's a that's a 20 second timeout, 30 second timeout. And then the TV people, the broadcast can go, okay, quick, get one of our 20 second, 30, 15 second, 20 second, 30 second ads, toss it on the TV real quick, and we'll come right back. And instead of, you know, every single time that somebody calls timeout, it's well, all right, to a full two minute commercial break. Let's go. I would put that on the index card and I would send that to the NCAA president. There we go. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. And again, there's blatant times. Like if a guy gets tackled on bounds with 20 seconds left, you're just calling timeout to stop the clock. We don't need a full, you know, two minute deal here. So yeah, 30 is fine. That's fine. Um, do shorter if you want. Hey, oh, that's a 10 second timeout. You get one of those, you know, something like that if you want to. When it's just obvious, you're just stopping the clock to stop the clock. We don't need the full blown thing. Now, granted, sometimes rest is important, but yeah, if you're going to, you, you can be strategic about it. Like you get, I don't know. In my theory, let's say you get a 10, two thirties and two full timeouts or something like that. You know, some dispersal of the times for the five timeouts. You got to be picky about when you use them. So, you know, maybe you want more time to recover and then plan in a huddle on another. Maybe another time you don't. Maybe one, two and two isn't the way to go. Maybe it's two and three or something like that. You can find a way to make it work. Um, anything else as far as time or do you have something, I don't know, exotic here that you think might be fun? Because if we open Pandora's box and we start changing rules, why stop? at making the game faster? Can they make it more fun, more exciting? Are we going to borrow from the XFL or the NFL or do something different? Are we going to bring the Elam ending from uh, the TBT into college basketball, even though this is a football one? I don't know about TBT, but if we are going to do, um, you know, again, we, with when they release these rule pot- potential rule changes, they referenced time of game as being one of their priorities, but of course, safety, safety is the most important thing. I'm saying that sarcastically because of course they're adding on, you know, multiple extra games for some teams and you're like, Hey, we're going to cut back 10 plays a game, but then add on, you know, 10 plays a game per team or whatever. And then we're going to add on an extra two to three games per team, uh, you know, for some teams. So there's an extra hundred plays, 80 plays, 70 plays. To, so what was the point? Um, but more importantly, if, if you truly focused on safety, there's one thing that I saw as the XFL thing. And, and we've seen that the issues sometimes and a lot of the injuries come from these kickoffs. And I know it's exciting. I, I love kickoff returns for touchdowns. I love big hits on kickoffs. But there's no denying that that is the most dangerous play yeah. in football. Just do what the XFL does. And I saw them do it. I'm trying to remember the exact details, but they essentially, they kick it off, but the kickoff coverage team is basically down in the receiving end zone, like at the 30 with the blockers at the 20. 
And then as soon as the receiver catches the ball, then you can try to go get him. But instead of running 50 yards downfield and laying a hit on somebody, you're only going like 10. And and I think that that's a lot safer way while still keeping open the possibility of an exciting kickoff return in a big play. Yeah, the deets here, Um, you start at your opponent's 35. They line up at the 30. You got five yards in between. They can't go until the guy catches the ball. Chris, that's a lot like a regular snap. Like you yeah. can have blocking schemes and run plays out of that too. Like you don't have guys screaming down the field for 40, 50 yards on a regular play. You're starting from a standstill and you're quickly contacting the person across from you. I think it's a good, I mean, I think there's potential for offensive plays there too. I mean, you could find something to make it work. Give me the whiteboard. Where's it at? Let's go. You can do it. I'm, I'm sure you can. Um, <laughs> last one for me. People don't like that championship soccer or even hockey will go to the shootout. But darn if it's not exciting, right? Oh, my God. Your special team. Are you pulling special teams on me? Mike? No, 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 no. But the, the overtime <laughs> thing goal is... goal kicking competition. The overtime thing has gotten so janky that I just... It's hard to keep the rules straight, and then you're really rushing to two-point conversions and everything. Like, it's going to end up, but we're just going to run two-point plays. Why don't we have, like, a five-round shootout on two-point conversions? You just get it at the, the X-yard line. I don't know, the five, the seven, whatever you want to do, the three. And then, let's say the five. And it's the best of five. It's five extra plays. That's it. And then I don't know what happens if we get to six, seven, eight. Then maybe we go to the kickoff, excuse me, the extra the extra point of the field goal competition there. I don't know. Trick shots, perhaps. But five rounds, maybe make it three. I th- actually, to, I think the XFL does three now that I think of it. But, like, why not go five rounds, three rounds, something like that, and it's a best of. And if you don't get your first one, you better get the next two. And then all of a sudden, you can have a walk-off two-point conversion sometime in the round of three or round of five too it's it kind of brings some of the excitement back into overtime that that was contributing to a lot of the length of game sometimes too but not that often like how many overtime games went seven or eight overtimes there's a couple you can think of and all of a sudden that was the that was the villain for why games were so difficult we're going to make the rules shorter we're going to make the game shorter and safer by cutting off overtime seems strange i like to maybe add some jazz back into that so i like the shootout style on two-point conversions in overtime mike i i was poo-pooing that but like the more you talk, the more I was like imagining in my head, like on on the right side of the field, you have, you know, West Virginia's offense and TCU's defense. And on the left side of the, you know, the left end zone, you have the TCU offense and West Virginia's defense. And one side's going and while that side's going, the other side is they're both standing there. You know, West Virginia offense is standing near midfield watching the other end or standing maybe at their own 20 and looking up at the big screen, cheering on their team cheering on their offense, going crazy, just like, you know, the, the other guys on the soccer teams for the kickoff, kickout uh, mm-hmm. are doing. I, I could kind of dig that. Like, hey, yeah, you definitively have three plays or five plays or whatever, best of three, best of five. And then if you get to six, seven, eight, whatever, it's whoever, if you make it and the other team doesn't, game over. Um, I'm sold. I thought you were taking me down a path of a kickoff, a field goal-making competition. Yeah, and I was not following you on that one, but I am following you on this one. Not even I would do that to you, Chris. <laughs> okay, good. Maybe a future podcast, twenty twenty seven. We're having a different conversation. We'll see. Uh, well, fittingly, we have uh advertisements we have to play now, Chris, and we're going to condense this podcast and get out of here. But um, change coming. Good ideas on the table, bad idea off the table, and then if people are listening, they can add a couple of good ideas on the table. Thanks to Chris and I, we'll have more. Sometime in the future here, Chris going away. The annual uh, Big 12 tournament vacation. Thanks. 
lots of recruiting going on though too. So yeah, stay tuned. Yes, absolutely. Saturday we'll have the junior day and I'll have, again, I'll be catching up with all the guys as they leave. So I'll have stories from that event spread out through the week while I'm gone. You won't even notice I'm gone. Insert Michael's doctor making jokes now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Miss that guy. Until then, I'm Mike Cazaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you then. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday after the Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.